Welcome to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and today, Rabbi Schneider is going to explain the power of the gospel. In Luke 9, verse 20, Jesus asks Peter, Who do you say that I am? And it's a telling question for not only his disciple, but for us too. Our beliefs always precede our behaviors. And today, Rabbi Schneider is going to show us who Jesus really is and why we must believe he is one with the Father. But before we get started, let me remind you that if you'd like to take some notes for this lesson, you can find Rabbi's study guides online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. Now here is Rabbi Schneider. I am continuing on a series today that I'm calling what is the gospel? A lot of us think we know what the gospel is, but have we ever really asked ourselves when we use the term gospel or when we hear the term gospel, have we really considered what exactly do we mean by that? And when someone says the gospel, what exactly do they mean? You see, I think a lot of our thinking about this subject is foggy. In fact, the Apostle Shaul or Paul warned us that some would go out preaching a different gospel than the one that he preached. So if we want to understand what the term gospel really is and what we mean when we talk about preaching the gospel, we need to go back to Paul's writings, particularly in the book of Romans, where we have in this book the longest theological treatise in the entire Word of God that speaks to us about salvation. And so we're going to go back today to the book of Romans to consider what Paul meant when he used the term gospel. Paul said the gospel is the power of God for salvation to everyone that believes it. And once again, he warned us that others would come after him, and even during his lifetime they came, and preached what he called a different gospel. They claimed it was the gospel, but it wasn't the gospel that was once and for all delivered to the saints by the Lord Jesus to his apostles. So to understand what the gospel is, we first go to the book of Romans where Paul begins to lay the foundation and he tells us as he begins his writings there that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God and that the wages of sin is death. So Paul doesn't just begin his message by saying, hey, God wants to bless you. God wants to make you wealthy. God wants to make you successful. God wants you to be happy. God wants you to have your best life. Now, that's not where he began his message. He began his message by telling us that the entire world, all of humanity is guilty before their creator. He said, there's no one that does good. He said, no, not one. That's a strong statement. He said, there's no one that does good. No, not one. How can we say there's no one that does good? Because true good is only found when it's done in connection and by the life of the creator. It's hard for us to grasp because God's ways are not our ways and his thoughts are not our thoughts. But remember the one that came to Jesus and said, 
good teacher. And Yeshua's response to this was, why do you call me good? There's no one good but God alone. And so Paul begins the gospel by making mankind aware that you have a problem. You're a sinner. The result of being a sinner is that you're going to die in your sins. And when you die and your soul leaves your body, you're going to be cast in to outer darkness, a place that Jesus described was a place where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. We're separated from our creator. We don't understand that when we look at people that we know at work or wherever we think they're good people, what Paul tells us about people is entirely different. Listen to what Paul says about people in the book of Ephesians chapter number two. He's speaking to believers now that are born of God's spirit. And he says in Ephesians 2 on this, he says, and you were dead in your trespasses and sins. Remember what happened to Adam? God said to Adam and Eve, the day that you eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you will surely die. And they ate of the tree, but they physically didn't die that day. It took a quite a long time for them to physically die, but the day that they ate of the tree, they were spiritually separated from God. That's why all of a sudden, they knew that they were naked, they were afraid and began to run. This is what Paul means here. He says, you were dead in your transgressions and sin. In other words, you've got a life to you, but the life that you have it's not real life. It's not God's life. It's not Zoe life. It's not uncreated life. You just, you're in a state of existence that's actually dead. That's why eventually you're going to go to the grave. And without being born again, without God's forgiveness, which comes to us through his son, as we're going to see in a second, we're dead and we're just waiting to go to the grave when our soul will leave our body and go into darkness. This is why Jesus said to the people of his day, Unless you believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. So continuing, Paul says, and you were dead in your trespasses and sins in which you formerly walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, of the spirit that is now working in the sons of disobedience. In other words, before being born again, before being brought into a relationship with God, we're going through life, we're doing things, but we don't realize that the things that we're doing are actually things that are from the realm of evil, even though we can't perceive it. He says, among them, we too formerly lived in the lust of our flesh, indulging in the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and we were by nature children of wrath, even as the rest. In other words, when someone is not born of God's spirit, no matter how good they seem, they're actually a child of wrath because what they're doing, they're doing independently of God. They're living as if they're God. They're living autonomously from God. Even when they do good, the motivation they have in doing it, it's not pure. You might think it's pure, it might seem pure, but it's not pure. Paul said there's no one that does good. No, not one. But despite this fallen condition and despite this bad news, that's not the end of the story because Paul continues in the very next verse, but God, being rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our transgressions, 
made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. And Paul says, in him, we have redemption of our sin. So the gospel is that we were guilty, we were separated from God, but because of God's love for us, he demonstrated it by sending his son. So Romans 5, 8, but God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That's the gospel now. Okay, the gospel is you're guilty, but God loves you. And if you repent, he'll wipe away your sin and you'll have eternal life. You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus with Rabbi Schneider. We want you to know there are so many ways that you can watch and listen to Rabbi's programs. Online, you'll find us at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. You can find resources like our television broadcast schedule, Rabbi's messages on your podcasting platform, YouTube content, devotionals, and much more. You can even follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Check out all these resources online today. When you give to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, it allows us to spend more time focusing on what really matters. And for us, that means getting God's word out to as many people as possible. And right now, at this very moment, there is someone who needs to hear Rabbi's practical biblical teaching. And your financial gift is what makes that possible. To donate, go online to discoveringthejewishjesus.com. Now to conclude today's message, here's Rabbi Schneider. And so Paul continues in Romans 10, verse 9 and 10. He says, if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord. Now what does it mean to confess Jesus as Lord? We recognize that we're guilty, but that Jesus died in our place. And we come to him and we say, Jesus, forgive me. I'm a sinner. I receive you into my life. I believe that your death paid the debt for my sin, and I come to you now, and I thank you, and I am now confessing you, listen now, as my Lord. If you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord, it's not just saying, oh, I believe that Jesus is Lord. The Bible says even the demons believe and tremble at that. But you're confessing him as your Lord, meaning that you're coming to him to submit your life to him. That's why Jesus said in the gospel to some of his hearers, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and then don't do the things that I say? So how are we saved? By recognizing who Jesus is, what he's done, accepting him as our Lord, and repenting, meaning we turn to him to lead a brand new life to follow him. We're not saved by our works, but we must come to Jesus to receive eternal life and coming to him involves denying ourselves to say, Father, I surrender to you. I'm going to live for you from now on. It's a changing of the heart. It's a changing of the mind. It's a changing of our attitude. God's Holy Spirit's in us doing the work. It's a free gift, but there must be a circumcision of the heart that gives us the evidence that we truly get it and we've truly received Jesus as our Savior. If you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord, as your Lord and my Lord, subjecting our lives to him by God's grace, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you 
will be saved. For with the heart a person believes, resulting in righteousness, by your heart you believe, which brings you into alignment with God, it brings you into the right place, it brings you into righteousness, because you're now agreeing with God, you're coming into alignment with the truth, you're coming into alignment with reality, with God's reality, divine reality, the only reality. Let me read it again. For with the heart a person believes, resulting in righteousness, and with the mouth he confesses, resulting in salvation. Romans 10, 13, whoever will call on the name of the Lord will be saved. Here's the good news, my friends. Doesn't matter what you've done. Doesn't matter what you've done. The blood of Jesus, his life given in your place, has more efficacy, it's more powerful than any sin you've ever committed. The only unforgivable sin is willfully denying the Holy Spirit's witness about who Jesus is. It's willfully lying to the Holy Spirit, rejecting him and rejecting his witness. Anything that you've ever done, if you will turn to Jesus to make him your Lord, you will be forgiven. We have redemption through his blood. That's the gospel. The healthy, wealthy, wise, that's not the gospel. That's a blessing that comes to us, but that's not the gospel. And so some of you right now, you don't even realize it, but you're beginning to feel something even in this moment. You're, you're beginning to allow yourself to feel your guilt. Many of us are experiencing deep guilt, but it's so painful and we're so uncomfortable with it that we won't even allow ourselves to feel it. But I want you to allow yourself to feel your guilt right now because God wants to forgive you and heal you of it. He wants you to know he loves you. But the first thing that has to happen is we need to recognize and admit that we are guilty. Some of you have mistreated your children. Some of you have cheated on your spouses. Some of you have stolen, you've lied, you've cheated your employers. I mean, the list goes on and on. Just the selfish condition of humanity is sin and rebellion. All of it God forgives. All of it he forgives. The good news of the gospel, beloved, is that Jesus died for our sins. And if we will simply come to God, remember, Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. Okay, God loved you even when you were sinning against him. He loved us even when we were hostile towards him. That's how great his love is. That's the banner of love over our lives. God loved us even when we were broken and isolated from him. He loved us, but we were separated. Despite his love, we were separated from him. He wanted to bring us to himself. That's why he sent Jesus. He loved us even when we were sinning, and he wanted to save us from the consequences of our lifestyle and of our sin and even of our nature. So what did he do? He commanded his love towards us by sending his son. He did something real and concrete. He manifested himself in our reality, in our world, in the physical flesh and blood of his son, Jesus of Nazareth, who lived as a man, depending on the Holy Spirit, for 33 years, and then he went to the cross, to be crucified, to die in our place. 
the life of the just given for the unjust, the life of the innocent given for you and I, the guilty. He, Yeshua, that knew no sin, he became sin on our behalf that you and I in him could become the righteousness of God. That's the gift. It's the great exchange. The sinless one died in the sinner's place so that you and I could be cleansed of our sin. There is therefore now no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. The sin's taken away, the guilt is taken away, the stain's been taken away, the penalty's been taken away, the blemish has been taken away. Paul says, there is therefore now no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. That's the good news. We now have peace with God through the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus has stepped in and filled the gap. That's the good news, that you and I now can walk in fellowship with our Creator. In fact, Romans 8, verse 38 and 39 says this, that through our entire life now that we've received Yeshua, to walk with Him, to make Him our Lord, to, to grow in grace, to seek to obey Him. You know, you know what we have as a result of that? We have this victory. Paul says, for I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. You know what that means? God and his presence are with you in Jesus once you receive him by his spirit for the rest of your days. Beloved one, no matter what we face in the future, no matter what we're gonna face in the future, no matter what we face, God's gonna be with us. That means that you're more than a conqueror. You're more than a conqueror. It doesn't matter what's gonna happen next year, five years, 10 years, 20 years, however many years down the road, God is gonna be with you through Christ and nothing will be able to separate you from his love. You're gonna have fellowship with your maker, your creator, all the days of your journey on the earth. And even when you're going through tremendous battle, he will be with you and he will give you victory because greater is he that is in you, my beloved one, than he that's in the world. He will comfort you, he will protect you, he will nurture you, he is your reward. I want to invite you just to turn your life over to Yeshua, over to Jesus right now, if you've never done that. Just come to him and say, Jesus, I believe everything that Rabbi Schneider said that you are. I believe your word. Thank you for dying for my sins. I come to you right now and I give you my life. I receive you into my life as Lord and I thank you for your gift of forgiveness. Jesus, thank you. I love you and I give you today my heart.
You're listening to a message from Rabbi Schneider titled, Who Do You Believe Jesus Is? Here on Discovering the Jewish Jesus. When you visit us online, you'll find teaching videos, details about the biblical feasts and holidays, like Hanukkah that's coming up in a couple of weeks, and you can even watch some testimonies from people all over the world who found the Messiah through this ministry. We call these videos God Moments, and we pray you'll be blessed by listening to how God is working in the world through these special testimonies. You can find these resources and so much more when you go to discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And then please know that we are listener supported and we couldn't do what we do without your prayers and your financial support. And to share more about how you can join with us, here is Rabbi once again. Our faith and obedience releases the power of God in our belly. What I mean by that is we can choke the Holy Spirit. The Bible says, grieve not the Holy Spirit that was given to you. And some of us are hindering God's working in our life because we're not trusting Him and surrendering to Him and honoring Him with our finances. Now, I know that you're so used to hearing preachers talk about this, but the truth is, beloved ones, it's important what all of us do with our finances. And all of us need to be honoring our maker with our finances. I just wanna ask you today, if this is something that the Lord's been talking to you about, and he's been feeding you, blessing you with this ministry, with Discovering the Jewish Jesus, would you open your heart and let him speak to you if he is urging you or is witnessing to you to make an offering to him to discovering the Jewish she is today. Beloved, there's always a blessing for obedience. This is Rabbi Schneider saying, I love you and shalom. To support this ministry with a gift of any amount or to automate your gift each month by signing up to become a monthly partner, call 800-777-7835. That's 800-777-7835. Or go online to discoveringthejewishjesus.com. You can also write to us at Discovering the Jewish Jesus, P.O. Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan, 49228. That's P.O. Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan, 49228. And as our way of saying thank you for your generous financial gifts, we'll send you Rabbi Schneider's message of the month that's available as a digital download along with our current newsletter. Discovering the Jewish Jesus has taken the steps to make sure that Rabbi's uncompromising teaching is available 24-7, not only over the airwaves, but on our website and our daily podcast too. And if you want to learn more about this ministry and all the ways that you can listen or connect with us, visit us on online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And while you're there, make sure to visit our online store. Christmas and Hanukkah are right around the corner, and we have a variety of gifts, books, and calendars that would make great gifts for the followers of Jesus in your life. Right now, let's wrap up today's message titled, Who Do You Believe Jesus Is? With a special blessing, here is Rabbi Schneider. Blessings trump curses. And in the book of Numbers chapter 6, we find the ironic blessing that God commanded Moses' brother Aaron, the high priest, to speak over the children of Israel. There's power in blessing, beloved ones. So take part in receiving Father's blessing upon your life today. Yahweh, 
Vayishmarecha Yair Yahweh Penavelecha Vichunecha Isa Yahweh Penavelecha Veasem Lecha Shalom The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift you up with his countenance and the Lord give you, beloved one, his peace. God bless you and shalom. I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and Discovering the Jewish Jesus is a production of Shalom Ministries. Join us tomorrow when Rabbi Schneider presents a special message focused on the celebration of Hanukkah. That's Thursday on Discovering the Jewish Jesus.